Well, today is the 50th day after Easter, and on this 50th day after Easter, the church always celebrates the Feast of Pentecost. It's quite biblical. 50 days after the resurrection, 10 days after Jesus' ascension, the Father and the Son send the Holy Spirit upon the apostles who are gathered in the upper room in a spirit of prayer. Now we know that the Feast of Pentecost, 50 days after Easter, hinges on when we celebrate Easter. And as you might know, Easter every year is different based upon the movement of the sun and the moon and the equinox and all of these things. And they can predict Easter for the next thousand years based upon the movement of the sky. And so this year, Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection falls today, May 31st. May 31st might just seem like an ordinary day. It's the end of the month of May in which April showers bring May flowers. It's nice outside, May 31st. But in the church, May 31st is a feast day. But of course, because of Pentecost, because it's 50 days after the resurrection, this feast day isn't celebrated this year. May 31st is the feast of the visitation. What is the visitation? It's when Mary goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth, that she leaves her village of Nazareth and she travels all the way, several days journey. And she goes and she visits her cousin, Elizabeth. This story of the visitation, I think, is one that we can wed quite well to that of Pentecost. Because if Pentecost is all about the coming of the Holy Spirit, the actions and what happens during the visitation also is about the Holy Spirit and the movement of the Spirit in the life of Mary and in the life of her cousin Elizabeth. Mary received the Holy Spirit in a powerful way. She received the Holy Spirit on the day of the Annunciation in the church. We celebrated on March 25th. On March 25th, on this feast of the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel comes from heaven and enters the room or wherever Mary was and tells Mary, you're going to be the mother of the Savior of the world. And Mary says, how can this be? And the angel says, well, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Jesus, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, conceived in the womb of Mary by the will of the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary received the Holy Spirit at the Annunciation. And then, Luke, the evangelist Luke, who recounts these happenings for us, once the angel departed from Mary, the very next sentence says, And Mary set out in haste to the hill country of Judea to visit her cousin Elizabeth. That's the very next sentence in the scriptures. Mary goes and visits Elizabeth. Now, why does she go and visit Elizabeth? Because the angel who came from heaven tells Mary, tells her that your cousin Elizabeth, who was without child, who 
who was infertile, who was aged, who was very old, advanced in years, was now six months with child. Mary, inspired by the Holy Spirit that this is something that the Holy Spirit does. We're going to have three points. The Holy Spirit inspires Mary to an action of charity, to an action of love, to generosity and kindness, to these fruits of the Spirit that once you have the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit in your life, that these fruits then are manifested in your life. And so Mary, because she receives the Holy Spirit, is inspired to do works of charity, to go in haste and visit her cousin Elizabeth. There's a second action of the Holy Spirit that we see in the Feast of the Visitation. And in that action of the Holy Spirit, what happens? Well, there's Mary. She's going in haste to the hill country of Judea. She arrives at the home or at the well or wherever it was. And there she greets her cousin Elizabeth. They probably greeted with a holy kiss or with a hug. Probably something they wouldn't do today. COVID-19. But they greet one another. And then Elizabeth says to Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, and how is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? How is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And didn't we just hear that proclaimed in our second reading in my penny today? St. Paul writes that no one can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit gives us knowledge. That's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enlightens our minds. And so, Elizabeth has given this gift of knowledge of who is in the womb of Mary. How is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She's given that knowledge. Mary receives this, of course she hears it. The infant in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. And then the third thing happens, that Mary breaks out in a song, we sing it, but she probably said it, it wasn't a musical, but she breaks out into her song of praise. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. This is the third thing that the Holy Spirit does, that sometimes those with a special gift of the Holy Spirit are given the gift of prophecy, that they are able to make a prophetic word, to give a prophetic utterance, to say something that they shouldn't really know, but they have been enlightened and given that knowledge and they give that prophetic word. And what happens? What does Mary say as prophetic? All generations will call me blessed. She had just heard Elizabeth say that. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed are you among women. Every generation will call me blessed. And we're living now 2020. And throughout the course of Catholicism, throughout the course of Christian history, people have turned to the intercession of Mary, and they continue to turn to her intercession 
during COVID-19. And as we pray, asking Mary's prayers, we greet her with those same words of Elizabeth, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Every generation has called her blessed. Mary makes that prophetic statement, inspired and enlightened by the Holy Spirit. There was an individual on social media, an influencer in the Catholic world. He said that, Preachers, I'll be listening to your homilies this weekend to see if you address the George Floyd situation. That this is our moment to shine. So, I guess I would be remiss if I don't try to connect the Holy Spirit then to this situation. But, if we allow the Holy Spirit really to come into our lives, as it did for Mary and as it did for Elizabeth, well then, the Holy Spirit will inspire us towards love, and we'll put aside all hate and division. The Holy Spirit will give us knowledge of good and right instead of doing something evil like murder, taking someone's life. The Holy Spirit will give us a prophetic word to be able to rise up and to say that this isn't right. What happened to that man that what happened to that man wasn't right. But maybe we could also say these riots aren't right either. And maybe the Holy Spirit can inspire someone to give a prophetic voice, to give them the words to say, to end all division and all hate, so that truly what the fruits of the Holy Spirit manifest, love and joy and patience and gentleness and all of these things, that they might be ours. Truly Mary and Elizabeth experienced the Holy Spirit in a powerful way, and we can